I've got to do air drums at the start of, at the end of that intro. Bum, 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 bum. So it is the uh, season four, episode six of the DC UK podcast. As always, I'm your host, James Graham. As you'll see alongside me over here, we have Daniel Wise, who's sounding a little bit raspy today. Um, but do say hello, Daniel. I am coming in very froggy today. Uh, like I said in the pre-show, uh, you know, kind of keeping a level between Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen. So real low and slow. And I'm going to power through this. Uh, no, I've just been kind of going through a little bit of a thing. Um, a little under the weather, but I'm expecting a good show. We got a nice uh, five minutes with Professor DC UK, so oh, yes. I'm excited. Yes, we have MLS 101 coming up later in the show, but we've also got guest DC Who, as well as bringing you the latest news and the rumours that have especially have come out of today. Um, it's been absolutely spot on. And of course, we've got the match reviews and the previews for this week and last week. But as always, if you've got any questions, do hit us up in the chat. We will answer them live on the show. And this is a good call out right now to say, give the show us a little like, give this episode a like. And if you're happy with what we're doing, subscribe, whether that's on YouTube or whether that's on your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button and keep up with all the latest episodes because, you know, some good things are going to be coming soon. Hello to all of you out there. Um, this is Guest DC Who. We have, for this is the fifth, fifth uh, iteration of it. You're going to love it. I'm not going to give it away straight away like I did last week. Well, yeah. but as you can see, we have him on screen. So Guest DC Who. So this player was born January 17th, 1983. So he's 39 years of age. His college career, I'm going to go with the college career, was at Dayton Flyers. Where there's no record of how many appearances and how many goals or whatever he scored or whatnot. But he did actually start his career at Chicago Fire, of all places. He then moved to Denmark to play for AAB. Uh, or as their full title, Alborg. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but it's Alborg. Then he moved back to uh, Chicago to play for the Fire yet again before he moved to DC United in 2014, where he made 61 appearances and scored 16 goals. He finished his career in 2017, where he is now retired. Um, and then... On top of that, he is a full U.S. men's national team player where he's achieved 10 caps, but not scored any goals. So that is this player. Any initial thoughts, Daniel? What position? Uh, he is a winger stroke forward. <laughs> I should also say he's born in Kettering, Ohio. Well, that's a, gosh, man, I'm I'm very much stuck right now. So, Wait, are we going to blame the uh, the comet, the frog foot? Uh, <laughs> Is this man? I I don't. It's uh, you're you 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 always 
I don't know. None of none of these are easy. No, I, I should have. In fact, I would argue I did. I did guess that first one. It says I I missed a part of it, but yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, these are these are wild. Yeah. Um, he's also yeah. five. I can give you. He's five foot eight. He's not the tallest of players either. He's a quite a, quite a sharp bloke. Um, anything else I can kind of say about this bloke? Uh, he was awarded in 2015. He was the team MVP. And he yeah. made his US men's national team debut against Scotland at Hampton Park in Glasgow. Now, there's a UK uh, tenuous link right there. Yeah. Wow. There you go. So, food for thought on that one, right? Yep. So it we'll usually go- comes to me later, so... It does, yeah. We're not going to get it straight away. Or at away. least a name comes to me later. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, right. So... We're not going to give, obviously, the away the answer right now, but if you've got any thoughts, if you're watching this live, do hit us up in the chat. And as previously said, if you've got any questions, let us know. We'll answer them live later on uh, when we get to our fan question section, which we've got a few good ones, actually, for this one. Um, right. We should go through some news and some rumors and some potential transfers because, you know, that's what we like. Yeah. Um First up, we are seeking to reacquire uh, Chris Durkin. Bringing him back. Look at that. That's good. What do you th- what do you think about that one? Um, like like I said, uh, you know, I'm I'm yearning for Durkin, and uh, no, you know, the, any depth is is or you know, well, he's he's a starter for sure. Yeah, but um, just kind of kind of bringing more numbers to you know the that kind of center mid um is is just a net positive for the team uh i think yes we we have components of players that can step in uh and perform you know around that uh 65th to 75th minute type mm-hmm. of range um but but yeah no Durkin he's a proven guy he's a fan favorite um very happy to hear that uh yeah and, and, you know having him and Kanaus there with say you know Jafal uh providing that that good backup and you know obviously like a, a spark plug type of guy uh he'd be he'd be a very super sub uh in my opinion. So yeah, no, uh, feeling, I, I hope it works out. You know, it's, it's little, little insight into that is, uh, because DC, um, sold him, uh, for the tra or for transfer money, yeah. uh, they, they gave up their, uh, sort of rights on him. So with that being said, uh, Cincinnati, uh, through the allocation does have, uh, kind of first selection allocation. Um, and so with that, uh, they already have their, uh, center midfield signing, uh, with, uh, a junior Moreno Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, so that's not a big thing. So I believe it's Houston. Yes. So Houston is number two on the allocation list and, um, 
DC is looking uh, to get uh, some money for that. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know what? Yeah. As, as far as that goes, uh, I think DC can make that movie. You know, obviously, they have uh, gotten quite a bit of that gam and uh, they can do something with it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I'd be very happy to have him back. And yeah, just someone who can really solidify that mid midfield. And, you know, that way, you know, if if you have uh, Gressel or Smith, you know, having issues tracking back, you got guys that can get on and, and sort of uh, catch players as, as they're getting back there. So, yeah, no, uh, feeling, you know, uh, I think DC can make that move. And yeah, hopefully we see him in the next month or so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for it. He's yeah. just kind of, if you're unaware of Chris Durkin, if you're a new fan to DC United, he is only 22 years old as well. So it feels like he's been gone a little while. Um, but, you know, it's going to be great to see him, see him that seem there and it's just like oh what a let i mean he's a little legend already in his own right but you know yeah. he's he's been at the club he was at dc united originally back in what 2015 2016 yeah sort of time then he moved to belgium what in 2019 it was uh for how much did we get for him in the end i think it was a couple of mil wasn't it it was like two to 2.7 something like that if if i i know it was it was over that but yeah, yeah no that was that was a really really good get right there um yeah yeah i'm just trying to look at it because we've got uh loan fees of 600 yeah. 600 900 yeah yeah about about two 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 and a half yeah so yeah pretty good there so if we can get them back especially on the cheap as well that would be yeah, worked it out really well there. Um, opposite of what happened with Bill Hamid, where we let him go on a free and then spent quite a bit of money to bring him back. Yeah. So, I was looking at uh, Chris Durkin's uh, transfer market value at the moment. Uh, and according to transfermarket.co.uk, his current market value is £800,000, which roughly equates to uh, 800k in US dollars. It's just off of one million US dollars. So yeah. So no, you know, you know. Obviously, so you know, one of the things is that um, if DC does get, so you know, one they'll have to give up, you know, that gam to get to that number two spot. Yeah. Or even you know, if since he is kind of looking their chops and saying, well, hey, if you want our guaranteed number one spot pony up some of that they've got that gam yeah um you know and and so they could kind of hold it hostage a little bit uh but yeah no i i I think on all it's worth it it's a worthwhile move and so on top of that with the gam they'd also have to make the transfer fee as well yeah but considering the moves they've been making um i'm more than sure that that dc has kind of the war chest to to handle that yeah, I, th- I think we've we've got plenty of that. Uh, the gam ready to rock and roll. Um, but I'm just going to quickly move on to another. Well, we know we're getting this player already in because he signed a pre-contract agreements uh, yep. in taxi um, for ready for the first of July. However, he's already here. 
he's already in the USA, according to uh, a couple of tweets that have come out, and uh, according to Goff as well. Exactly. A fee has been agreed, apparently, of $400,000 to release him from his contract early, which is surprisingly how low that is. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> well excited to see Taxi in the league and see him putting on that black and red for us. It's going to be great. Um, apparently, his visa is going to take three weeks to come in, which means that his first game is potentially against Austin FC. Um, gives us gives him plenty of time to bed in, get to know the team, get to know the players. We've obviously got a little bit of a break after this weekend's match. Um, yes. International, I think it's an international window, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah. It's the it's the break uh, and and big. Uh, you know, sort of ramifications with the U.S. qualification uh, mm. big game against Mexico coming up. Oh, oh yeah. that's going to be a belter, that one. Yes. I mean, they're always a belter, but this is there's more behind it. U.S. has a lot to prove. Um, mm. And and so kind of continuing the streak they have against Mexico will be will be huge for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's been a couple of injuries as well um, that yeah. might cause a couple of issues. Um, I can't remember who it was, but I did see on Twitter so that there's been a couple of injuries. So Weston McKinney is a huge loss. That's that's huge. Mm. Yes, I do like Weston McKinney. He's a good yeah. good player. Always great on Football Manager. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where most of us know from. Really, <laughs> I, I, you know, I. I <laughs> Funny enough, I've been I've been following him since his Schalke days, and yes. uh, you know he he caught my eye particularly because uh, he's got the same name as my nephew. So I saw I saw this kid, you know, American named Wes, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll keep an eye on him. And boy, he's he's just flourished. He's doing so well. Yeah, I was surprised he made the move to Juve. I was like, is that too, too big of a club to, for him to go to? Not to be offensive or to put him down or anything. Um, I'm just not an American player at a club like Juventus. Yeah. You've got to be something special. And yeah, he's done, he's done yeah. well there. So no arguments on that one, but, but yeah, back to taxi. Oh, fingers crossed this gets announced in the next day or two. Cause that'd be a great yeah. way to end this opening period of uh, fixtures and getting ready going into the next uh, next phase of the league of the season. And, and hopefully that means, you know, just a bit more something for that attacking third. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, he, <laughs> a lot of people are getting down on DC. They're yeah. basically saying that, like, we aren't doing anything, you know, or, or this team doesn't do, they do. It's, it's unreal because, you know, they, they have spent quite a bit of time, you know, in opponents attacking third. Uh, and then they've just had terrible shots. Like I, for some reason they get to this point, they win possession, high possession, high up. And then they can't do it. They kind of, they, you know, they either can't shoot or, you know, they sort of make the wrong decisions. And we'll kind of talk about a couple decisions that were made uh, mm. during the Chicago game. But, you know, I think, I think, man, you, you get taxi, you have Estrada and then Kamara up top. That could be, that could be something that, that works really well yeah. uh, for this team. So I am really excited about that. Definitely. And that means we ship one of our DPs onto the bench 
in well, uh, Edison Flores, but the way he's started this season so far, yeah, he's not going to be missed because he's not. I, I, I'm struggling to figure out what the heck has happened because he had such a great off season, especially out in the international stage. Yeah. Then he's come back and it's just like, we've got the old Eddie again. Yeah, it's very strange because you know he he did well when he was at uh, what was it Mallorca right? Some uh, Mallorca was it Mallorca? Is that how you pronounce the team? Uh, that's a place in Spain that I know of, Mallorca. Or am I am I am I think? Well, was was the, was, no, it wasn't Millionaire. Oh man, I'm I'm. Ooh. Hang on, give me two seconds. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll find it. That's rough. But no, you know it, he. He had a pedigree coming into DC, you know, with his club, with his country. And yeah, no, it's it's very strange. Um, you know, he came in at a weird time because yeah. it was uh kind of directly before the pandemic, and um it was just you know kind of a rough start. But you know, last season had pretty much a full season and uh just did not see uh, a great production from him so you know it's just yeah it's, it's a shame and especially kind of seeing uh, a lot of physical progress he made uh in the off season thinking you know hey he's he's coming along uh so yeah you know i mean i i would not you know i'm, I'm kind of ready to let him hit the trail and you know find another team you know maybe you know maybe he just he he needs to go somewhere else who knows but uh he just seems a little out of his depth uh especially you know it was that cincinnati game where you know break away wide open goal and just right off to the side so yeah um that's that's rough to see but did you did you find what was his what was Um, his morelia morelia okay yeah (laughs) which i didn't i just looked back on his uh career i didn't realize he spent time in spain Oh wow! What was it? Where? Which club was that? Uh, VRL. Oh wow! Okay. Right. He played for the B team, but he spent mm-hmm. a couple of years at VRL playing forty-four times, scoring seven goals. Um, and he spent time in Denmark as well. Wow! At the same place as this guest DC who player. <laughs> It's not Edison Flores. I'll just give you that. Uh, Part of me, part of me is thinking I should just go with the the one the choice that I had last week. Who who did you choose last week? Davy Arnold. That's not him. I'll tell you right now. It's not Davy Arnold. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's really bizarre. Yeah. Um. One thing to. Um, say before we move on to looking at that Chicago game um, it's just a piece that I wanted to shout out about Lucy Rushton uh, getting some exposure on uh, MLSsoccer.com obviously she's our general manager she's the first female general manager in MLS history which is great to see Um, and her backgrounds if you don't know is that she is a data analyst um that's that's her forte she spent time in england with reading um in a technical um role she did the same with atlanta united and now she's moved on up to um technical recruit head of technical recruitment and general manager for for us 
Um, but they've done a really good piece on that. So um, I will tweet out a link to it. But if you go over onto AmanaSoccer.com, you should see it on there. It, it's about it's five a nice long list. read. Like it is a pretty yeah. in-depth piece about like her career and you know um kind of gets into just you know uh kind of her advocating for more women in kind of leadership roles within clubs and you know um yeah they i think she said you know kind of you know there women face a lot of you know adversity when when they're in the workplace and uh i think her main point was uh she's she's tired of of kit crews uh giving her (laughs) men men's wear (laughs) so she she wants she wants more women in there and then she wants the kid people uh to to sort of adapt to that yes i mean they probably should let's put it that way yeah. right let's move on to yeah that game from the weekends that yeah. um snow game which wasn't as bad as some of the other games that i'd seen especially uh, for the revs that was very uh very white that game mm-hmm. um but we had our little bit of weather. Um, just to run through, obviously, we got beat 2-0. I've only been able to watch the highlights. I wasn't um, around to watch that game on Saturday evening. Um, I was I was away, so yeah. I didn't notice on the highlights. Uh, Dave Johnson wasn't commentating, which was no. um, a bit of a surprise. Uh, he wasn't there. He was he was on duty uh, somewhere else. I, I forget I, where, though. I probably imagine it would be... Um, it might have been a Wizards thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but some of the stats, uh, possession wise, 55.4% possession we had, so they're 44.6. Yep. Uh, shots, we out, outshot them 15 to 13, which is what you'd expect from a team from playing at home. Uh, we only had five shots on target, so that's still five shots on target. Um, they had eight, which means that Bill Hamid yet again made six saves in the game. You know, that's yeah. the second game in a row because I think he did the same against Cincinnati as well. Uh, one offside to two. Yeah, take what you will from yeah. that one. Um, I, to me, that's so it's not really attacking too hard. Um, and then XG, so expected goals, 1.4 to 1.7. So it was quite close on that side of things. Um, I did have a little look at things like average positions and that kind of stats yeah. as well. Um, from what I could tell, Kamara was. <laughs> out wide and that seems to be a running theme this season um, with the spearhead at the top of um, the formation is Estrada seems to drift out wide which is what I expect from him anyway because he's more of a winger rather than an out and out striker Kamara is a striker yes he does seem to move out into the channels Um, which means that the likes of Eddie Flores um, for this game was the spearhead. Um, in the Cincinnati game, it, it was Griffin Yao. Both of those guys are not exactly the tallest of blokes, um, yeah. to put it that way. Um, so it's kind of like when you look at then the amount of crosses that were completed, it's only 13.3%, which yeah. to me is incredibly low. The the service was poor. Uh, it you know, you, you have Gressel who took a knock uh, the week before, but mm. he is an incredibly tough guy, and you know, um, you know, it, he, he's my inspiration for showing up today. <laughs> you know, I ain't taking any days off, but uh, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a combination of you know, probably that knock. Uh, the weather was 
awful mm-hmm. uh just windy and cold and you know kind of the chatter <laughs> coming back was that like people were it, it was just insanely cold for for people on the stands yeah so you have to imagine uh for for the guys on the field um if you're on a cold field and you're on you're on cleats and whatnot it feels like running on on cement or concrete yeah. it just hurts uh there's no give every time the ball hits you or every time you even strike the ball it hurts yeah uh and and not you know talking about the other football uh the, God, those cold days um just were the worst um every time you got hit every time you hit the ground just absolute pain um so you know in in i mean it kind of it went for both teams but uh chicago pulled pulled through you know I, I made a comment saying that if if the goal were about 30 feet high dc absolutely would have would have been up four goals uh that's it between uh flores and skundrich uh skundrich, skundrich. You know, he had skundrich i wasn't expecting you to say that name he had a cheeky little curler. Oh, it was one of those. It was one of those balls that um, kind of bounced around the box a little bit. And he found it at his feet. He had actually like a decent amount of time to line up this shot, and it was a nice little curler. But it was about four feet uh, off the corner. So you know, from 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 kind of the the stands camera seemed like a very very close shot i was like oh my god that was uh impressive and then it went behind the goal he saw no it was it wasn't even close but you know so i would say you know um you know dc took the shots like you can't say that dc just did nothing with the ball uh it's just they could not um finish uh so many balls wide kamara had a beautiful through ball um broke through and um was charging up you know kind of at that right um or i guess the keeper's left post uh he you know he should have just driven it you know, uh, yeah. but instead, I think you had Perez uh, coming up uh, on the left side. So then um, Kamara just smokes it over to him. Yeah. And and, you know, he was there, but it it, it, he, it just went in so fast. He, he could not connect with it. Um, so that was, uh, just sort of an unfortunate thing. You know, there were chances, uh, but you know, DC just could not get the shots, um, to sort of land and, and shots that did go through There was one, uh, really harrowing, um, kind of situation where uh, what's the goalkeeper's name for, uh, Chicago again, maybe uh, GT, uh, maybe sl- Buffon oh. starts oh, with I- an ass. Slavina, Slavina. Oh man, it's like right there. Yeah. If anyone gets it in the chat quickly, get it in now. Uh, Slanina. 
Slonina, yes. Um, had one where uh, I want to say Kamara headed it straight at him, uh, and he kind of did kind of one of those uh, high parries, and it la- it kind of went straight up, came back down, uh, but nobody was like quite, or maybe I think someone was there to try and clean it up, but didn't quite work. The, the kid, anyways, made some really athletic saves, uh, really sharp. And yeah, I, I, I think that Buffon uh, comparison, at least from what I saw in that game, yeah. isn't too far off. Wow. And, and he, you know, it's funny. He kind of tweeted after the game, like, hey, wasn't the best game for me, but, you know, I, you know, happy for the win and, you know, really, really glad for the boys. I'm like, man, give yourself a little bit of credit. Yeah, I know you're 17. I know you're young and you got a lot of games ahead of you, but man, he made some stops. Oh, and so huh. I, the kid, uh, unreal. Um, so, so yeah, no, the, the, the Gigi comparison is not far off and that was really impressive. Um, so yeah, no, uh, it was a combination of just bad shots, a keeper, a young keeper who's just super hot right now. Uh, and, and that kind of spelled a kind of disaster for DC. It was a perfect storm of a lot of bad things kind of coming together. Well, we've got the chance to make amends this weekend, haven't we? We've got the chance for sure with an early kickoff. Yep. Yes. Oh, oh this is great for you. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, gosh, fantastic. I was, I was even like, man, this is super late for for that Chicago game. I was like, geez, I know. Um, I was kind of like, you know, by the end of it, I was like, oh, this is a little bit past my bedtime here. But <laughs> oh man, wise. Oh, yeah, I mean, look at that. 3 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, I have corrected that after realizing uh, you guys are now in your daylight savings time. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. Well, as you can probably see down in uh, just there where it says 5 p.m., it's, it was actually 6 p.m., but my bad. I didn't look at the calendar. Um, it's bad enough trying to keep track of uh, UK time, never mind different times across the world. Um but yeah, it's a 3 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, 7 p.m. UK time. Oh, beautiful. Um, so I mean, the only thing is it clashes with, uh, potentially clashes with Millsborough. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, that's, that's why you go dual screen. Like you got to. Uh, I'll be going dual screen. Good. But it's, um, if Borough goes extra time, Oh, yeah. It's going to be difficult to keep an eye on both. Well, and so then when you get on when you get on Twitter, which which game are you kind of live tweeting? Are you going to try to oh, do both, or I mean, it'll be you great. have a little commentary oh, related oh, to both. That's that that will take a lot. Here's what that. you do. Here's what you do. You start a borrow thread and you start a DC thread. Yeah, and you just you start multi tweet threads on each game. You open one thread in one tab, the other thread in the other tab. Yeah, and you just update through that. Oh, I mean, it'll be unusual to see some Borough, Borough tweets from the DC UK account, but you know, I'm all for it. I, I'm yeah. I'm in love with Borough. I, I if if they win the FA Cup, I'm going to get a uh, Soul Bamba jersey. Oh, Soul Bamba, or or That's a player. I'm gonna talk to you. Maybe I don't know if I'll be able to buy one, but like I want to talk to you about about procuring that oh. even, you know even yeah. if they get eliminated i still want to get a soul bamba uh, oh mate he is such a little legend the fact that he's 
at the age he is. Blood cancer. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, the same. It was the same cancer as uh, Chris Adui had Sam. Yeah. Um, but he's come back like like COA has and just scored that penalty against Man United insane that was great that was his first <laughs> touch of the game that's that's incredible <laughs> oh I love that but then obviously he took part in the game against Tottenham to beat them in extra time and yeah, yeah I mean obviously Beautiful. Chelsea are in an absolute state at the moment um, off the field to be fair yeah. they're still doing it on the pitch so fair <laughs> yes. place to them on that side of things but off the field it's an absolute travesty what's happening I don't know whether you saw about um, I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here but um, Chelsea requested the game to be played behind closed doors yeah and it was just like obviously all the Borough fans were kicking off saying why are we being punished it's not exactly our fault that they've had Russian money coming into their club Um, it's not the Borough's fault that he's been sanctioned this that and the other it's an away game so it's not like they're going to be they're not the yeah. home team. They're not going to miss out on fans that much. They'd already sold tickets as well. So it's not like they wouldn't have any fans there. So, well, here's the thing. I mean, they're going to have to mix mix with the rabble. They're either going to have to ride rail, take their little Ferraris on the on the M, well, uh, and and uh, or or you know, uh, fly coach. Well, that's it. I mean, so <laughs> and then. In their sort of special license that they've been given, they're allowed to spend £20,000 on travel and on everything, on all expenses for an away game. Mm -hmm. Chelsea spends for travel alone £60,000. Wow. How? EasyJet costs that much? (laughs) 60 grand. That's crazy. I've, I've got to speak to the guys at the at DC to find out how much it costs for them to go to an away game. Because I can't imagine it's going to cost £60,000. Well, and it's so funny because, uh, you know, with with a lot of their allocation money, like a lot of that kind of goes, you know, not only for, for wages, but kind of mm-hmm. like general operation as well. So it's got to be crazy. Uh you know, kind of working with those numbers. Yeah. I, that, that would be a fascinating kind of inside look if, if, you know, uh, you know, we or, or another show was like granted that sort of thing. Like yeah. that would be fascinating. It would be, it's just, it's just absolute madness. Um, but yeah, fair, rightfully so declined the request and it was, the request was withdrawn. Um, Steve Gibson, our chairman, decided to say it's uh, the whole request was a bit ironic in the extreme, which I thought was a great line. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Great club statements. Um, then that's, uh, what was it? Something about Chelsea and, inte- and sporting integrity don't go yes. uh, together in the same sentence. I was just like, yes, mate. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think we won a lot of new fans after that. So. But yeah, that's this I, weekend. I, I consider myself a Borough fan now, for oh. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Millsborough kickoff at 5.15 p.m. UK time. Um, so that's, I mean, 90 minutes, if yeah. there was no added time, is literally 7 p.m. So it's cutting it incredibly fine. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. See how much... I mean, it's a great sporting weekend because we've got that. We've got Rugby Six Nations... Super nice. Saturday. So there's three games on Saturday evening. England kick off at 8 p.m. 
So I'll be dual screening with the football. Yeah. We'll have the rugby on the TV. Oh, what a day for sports. Well, not only that, but you've got uh, Formula One starting in Bahrain. You do? Yeah. Oh, this oh, weekend am, is such a great I, sporting weekend. I, I sat Adrian in front of uh, Drive to Survive, and ah. she got a little bit into it. Uh, you know, so I might I might have to put on, put on the race this weekend and yes. see what she thinks of that. But no Vettel. No Vettel. Oh, that's insane. But, oh, this is great. Return of uh, Hulk Hulkenberg. Yes. Big yeah, Nico. I Nico's love it. Back. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, Big Hulk. Anyway. Let's talk about the Toronto game. What's a, what's, a, what's a DC UK podcast without without a couple of tangents? Yeah, you could have a nice tangent in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, any thought, just a reminder for you guys listening out there, if you've got any, if you're watching live, um, get your chat in the comments. Let's see some coming through. If I just literally, as I said that, the first comment in there, Adrian, ah. Adrian has come in. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. There you go. Love you, babe. Talk about timing (laughs) on that one. That was epic. Um, So, yeah, so we've got Toronto FC this weekend um, over at BMO Field. um, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, 7 p.m. UK time. Europe, it's an hour ahead, so that's going to be 8 p.m. But for everyone, it's great timing. We can all stay up. We can all watch it together. It's going to be fantastic. just to kind of give a bit of a, an overview, uh, someone's, uh, <laughs> I'm not alone. Hey, there we go. Get, get your chat going in the, in the live chats. Um, and as always, if you've got any questions, even if thoughts as well, we'll, we'll show them up on screen and we'll talk through them as well. Um, a little stats about the game this weekend. So as we remember, uh, last year we took six points from Toronto, um, yeah including that epic 7-1 goal fest win. We brazilled them. I, I, oh. That was fantastic. I don't know if that happens again this year, but, uh, I, you know, I think I think this is a good bounce-back game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Toronto haven't really done much in the off-season. They've not looked... I mean, I say they haven't done much. They've signed to Insigne, but who, he's not coming until yeah. July time. So we... And we completely missed that because our return... Our, their return fixture is before then. Yes. Because that's in May. Because that's yes. the game I'm going to be at. Um, so Same. Can't wait. Yeah. So there's that. Um, we beat them in the last game of 2021 as well, um, which unfortunately did also mean we missed out on the playoffs, even though we won. Mm-hmm. Um, we're unbeaten against Toronto in the previous nine fixtures where we've won three and drawn six. So if you think 2021-1-2, that shows you how many times we've drawn in a row as well. We did have, I remember the 4-4 draw at BMO yeah. as well. That was pretty epic. So to tie that, you should, it seems to scream goals in my in my in my eyes. It's one goals. way or another, especially looking at 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. I mean that's unbeaten against them isn't included in that one because technically playoffs it, it was a draw as well yeah <laughs> after 90 minutes yeah fair enough oh boy <laughs> and, and we're just going to ignore scrap extra time because it never happened never happened correct uh, Toronto 
they're currently on a winless run that's extended to the previous nine matches so they're not in great form um ended 2021 badly started 2021 2022 badly yeah um however uh jesus jimenez has scored in the last two tfc matches and assisted in the first game of the season as well so he's the first player since pozuelo uh, I think it's him and Pozuelo are the first yeah. are the only players to have done that in Toronto history so shows you and, how and actually decent a player he is yeah they're they're dangerous and and probably you know I would say a, a good reason why you know it, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that DC escapes this with a clean sheet mm. yeah it's 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 going to be a tricky game. I yeah I don't um, yeah it's going to be tricky. There's going to be goals, goals, goals. Yeah, and that's that's what we want, isn't it? Speaking oh of goals, yeah, yeah. You'd hope so. Um, Watch know, this. It's it, going to be a boring nil nil draw, isn't it? <laughs> or or you know a, a nil one, you know something like that, or, yeah. or two to one, something like that. Yeah. Um, no, with with the you know just poor finishing that DC's had, uh, it's it's been it's been rough. Uh, in, but you know, like I said, it's not for a lack of trying. You know, a lot of the chatter has gone wildly uh, negative. Um, yeah. Just, I think a lot of people just saw that Chicago game and still have this frame of reference of Chicago was terrible last season they started this season with with two ties uh not scoring and then um you know all of a sudden just break out against dc except you know here's the thing uh it was you know kind of up and up until you know a certain point it was a very close game and it was cagey lots of action in the middle and mm. uh you know kind of showing dc like they had possession they took the shots it's just uh the finishing was not there for whatever the reason the team just cannot do that uh or just did not do that in that game um but could be could be a totally different story with the toronto match um yeah. so i feel positive but again you know uh We'll have to see how things go going forward. Definitely. He's a good omen, though. Yeah. Gola Kamara. Gola Kamara. Gola Kamara. He scored six goals against Toronto. And that's the joke most he scored against any MLS opposition. I think Montreal and someone, I can't remember the other team. Um, But he has scored in the last three games he has against Toronto. So I'm expecting... The hype train to continue into nice. Canada this weekend. Yeah. He's going to cross the border. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to put a little less pepper on on this one, yes. hopefully. <laughs> or as uh, Dave Johnson likes to say, a little less spice. Yes. I love that. Um, key players that I've picked out, um, yep. I don't know whether you'll agree with this or not, but uh, Pozuelo, obviously. Yep. Um, he is their playmaker. He's their star man. He's until, so creative. Yeah. He's just insane. He, I mean, when you think they're going to, he's going to, they're going to have him and Insigne. Yeah. In the same team. Oh, I bet yeah. Josie Altador is regretting leaving. Because sure. imagine having the supply from them. But, you know, one would argue, uh, I think even, even if he had just every ball 
on a silver platter. Uh, I I think there could be a case that, you know, he still doesn't get yeah, production, um, yeah. which is unfortunate. Very, very talented guy. Um, you know, I was always hype about him, uh, especially with the national team games. Um, yeah. But uh, just, just, you know, he's he, he, a little bit past the, the boat sailed, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, Toronto putting together pieces and you know by the end of the season it could be a different story with them yeah absolutely we just need to take advantage whilst we can now to get those points yeah. early doors as well so uh, so yeah so we've got Pozuelo. um for me their keeper um Quentin Westberg is a great keeper um yeah. he's usually pretty solid um obviously there's plenty of goals in uh, the matches between us and them but generally speaking He's a very good keeper. Um, and then, bless you. I think that was a sneeze. That was that was incredibly loud. That was, I, am, I did not hear any of that. Uh, luckily, I got that button. Uh, uh, I, uh, I have that classic dad sneeze, so yeah. it is. Are we going to get another three or four more then? If you've got the dad sneeze. No, three uh, or four I, in a row. I, think, I think I'll be good rest of the podcast but we'll see wait wait till we get to the mls 101 yeah absolutely and then lastly uh for their key players uh, uh as i mentioned earlier uh jesus jimenez um after scoring to and providing assist already in the season he is one of their new players that they signed in the off season but what a great start for the kid um you can't ask for much more than that yeah really so um those are my key players for that game I do need to ask though for a prediction. Yeah. Um, so based on, based on what we what we've just been talking about, the fact that there could be lots of goals in this game, the fact that Gola Kamara scored in his last three attempt throughout the last three games against them. Yeah. Um, what what we're thinking? I you know uh, drafting with. Pozuelo and Jimenez, uh, that's that's dangerous. You know, uh, yeah. Pozuelo is is the type of guy um, he can really he can really pick out uh, his passes and yeah. deliver them with incredible precision. Especially if you're talking, you know, sort of like uh, you know, kind of those those high crosses into the box. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, what we've seen in the past couple of games, uh, you've had, uh, you still have Smith getting caught a little too deep up the field. Um, Nahar, good as he is, he actually got burned, um, in the Chicago game. And then just Russell, he's probably in better fitness uh, for this game, but he, uh, you know, things were just really rough uh, on the wings uh, in this game. And just uh, Chicago found the opportunities to get through. Um, So, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be very interesting. There will be goals, uh, but I think DC will win you know, more, more of those cha- uh, sort of challenges up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many flashes and like just, just brilliant little kind of sparks of something on offense. Yeah. So like this team isn't hopeless. I, I don't, you know, we've never been under any sort of illusion that this, this team is going to, you know, we know, we never said this is an MLS contending team. Yeah. Uh, this is a, 
kind of skin of their teeth, to, you know, in the playoffs type of team still. Um, but there will be goals. I don't know if DC maintains a clean sheet with this one. Uh, I want to say <sighs> Toronto will get one. Mm-hmm. Will they get another? I, I probably. Um, but then, but then Bill's been just, he's been so sharp. So on point, the thing about the Chicago game, you know, first goal that went through was just super unlucky yeah. uh, because <laughs> you saw what Smith was doing. He knew that ball was kind of coming in into, you know, it was, it was a roller that was easily saved or could have been easily saved by Hamid. Uh, it just caught him kind of in an awkward point in his stride, but he was he was trying to let the ball go through. Uh, but it just caught him, and it really was just kind of like a gift that landed right in Shakiri's lap. And, and he, took, he took the shot. He scored. It just happened. And then, you know, the second one, you know, a little bit of a cleaner goal on, on Chicago's part. But again, just kind of threw uh, just a little bit. You know, kind of a little bit of a little mix up going on uh, kind of in the box. So, you know, this isn't a team that's letting stuff through or or is, is you know, kind of playing terribly in a defensive way. Um, but I want to say this will be a one three D.C. United. OK, Fair. I think Bill, he will stay sharp. The 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 back line, um, I, you know, they they have to be learning from these games. I think at a certain point they're going to be paying attention to what Pozuelo's doing. So yeah, yeah they will score, but it will be a one three. I mean, that's pretty much what I was going to go with as well myself. But uh, you know, can't, we can't go for the same results. Uh, who says we can share the me. points? No. Go, go. Have I ever uh, steered you wrong? Yes. <laughs> Never. <laughs> 5,000%. True, true. I did steer you wrong. No, <laughs> uh, you tried to. I, I backed Kamara. I backed him, if I remember rightly. <laughs> That's okay. No, we're not. We're not going to go there. But I, okay. I, I, I take I take umbrage with that. Um, as I said, there's there's plenty of goals. Kamara, I, I can definitely see Kamara scoring. Yeah, um, he could get a brace. I I don't think get that's a brace. Outside. Yeah, he could get Out a hat trick. Possibility. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be uh, that would be lovely. I'm oh, gonna. Kamara. I'm going to go down for a 4-1 win. Nice. I like yeah. it. Oh, oh, Poznan Pete. I love this comment. Skundrich. Yes. Hey, I'm all for I mean, it. I'm not you, saying that word, but I you, like you. Know I like you. I like you. Play on the surname. I, I am a, a Skundrich stan. Still. Standrich. Still. Yes. We are Drew Standridge over here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see Drew Standridge score a goal. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be when he scores, it's going to be the worst goal in the world. It's going to be off his ass. It's going to be a nipple goal. Oh, an areola. Mm. That's, that's, <laughs> yes. yes. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can say that now that he doesn't play for us anymore. 
but he'll be with us in spirit. <laughs> and in we'll Washington spirit. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up. That schedule just got announced. It did. Yes. And I just got I, my Paramount Plus uh, subscription so I can catch those. Isn't are the games being broadcast on Twitch again? I, do they do that for regular season? I think that might be playoffs. I thought that no, I'm sure they did that throughout the season last year. Oh, whatever. I I want I want to catch I want to catch yeah. these NWSL games. Yeah. In what, whatever way I can. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you've gone for a three-one win. I've gone for a four-one yeah. win. Um, we've got a couple of one nils out there in the chat as well. So, any predictions before the game? If you manage to catch the show before then, do let us know. Do tweet yeah. in, um, and we'll show some love to those uh, score predictions. But it has come up to that time, Daniel, where I'm gonna gonna I'm, I'm just gonna throw you up up there, um, and before I. I'm going to play the theme tunes first now. So it is time for MLS 101. I do love it. Uh, Before I get the time on, and we spoke beforehand, you do get a little bit of a concession because of your, your raspy throat. You said you might need to take some drinks in between this MLS one-on-one for five minutes. Yeah. Um, but before you do, what is the subject? Um, so, you know, kind of during my talk about uh, GAM and TAM and allocation money and all that, I touched on a little subject called the U22 initiative. And it was uh, announced in 2021 as a new way for MLS to kind of make good on what Garber said, like he wants to mm-hmm. kind of move past the retirement league moniker and uh, make this kind of a destination one uh, just for young talent that want to grow and become yeah. better. Uh, but, you know, as a destination uh, for young stars, um, you know, and then also for people uh, who want to kind of re- rehabilitate their image, you know, from Europe to come to the United yeah. States and then, you know, go back. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a, a delicate line and I will touch on all that. Uh, yeah. But no, it's a it's a interesting little subject. Uh, so we will dive a little deeper into we U22. Will. So I will do your countdown and I will start the timer in three, two. One, go. So over the years, you know, since the inception of the Beckham rule, MLS has developed this uh, reputation as being a place where dusty old Europeans go to kind of uh, take their smoke break, live out their twilight years and and kind of go out as kings. Uh, We are kind of moving away from that as a place where young talent can come and develop. So in 2021, Garber announced the U2020 or U22 uh, initiative to help grow these stars. And so uh, it was developed as a way for them to develop young talent. And each club can have up to three U22 spots on a senior roster, so long as they don't have three senior DPs over the max budget charge. In effect, it allows uh, clubs to sign up to three young players in lucrative contracts at a reduced salary cap. 
previously, these U22 players would have been formally uh, listed as TAM players, meaning they would have to be acquired with targeted allocation money, which could only be used as uh, for players making between $612,500 and $1,612,500. Anything above that point would make them a designated player. So, in terms of eligibility, players from outside the United States and Canada are eligible when they sign their first MLS contract. However, homegrown players uh, are eligible to either their first or second contract. And super draft picks are eligible for initiative uh, on their second MLS contract. The rule permits these players to occupy the U-22 initiative slot at a reduced salary budget charge through the season that they turn 25 years old. So in terms of compensation, U-22 players can still earn up to the minimum salary budget charge of $612,500 on any given year, including option years. So how does that affect the budget? So regarding regarding the salary budget, U-22 players who are 20 years or younger are maxed at $150,000. 21 to 23-year-olds are at a $200,000. In other words, the rule creates a carve-out which allows teams to pay up to three young players a max salary while taking a salary cap hits that's between a third and a quarter of the value of the contract. And so with with some additional parts, uh, these players, despite signing lucrative contracts, are not considered designated players. Uh, A team can have up to three U-22 spots with a third DP as long as that DP is a young DP. And that's basically uh, 23 years or younger during the season. Um, additionally, uh, in, in, you know, when it comes to designated players, uh, clubs are charged 150,000, uh, to major league soccer for every season when they have that third D play slot occupied. However, that charge is waived when that player is a young designated player. And that more or less is the U22 initiative. Wow. There you go. So I know you said that you timed yourself with this previously and i think you said you were three and a half to four minutes so your time mr wise let me just guess me back bigger on the screen there is hey look at that 313 cannot argue with that at all fair play um well, you, you could, so, you know, that's sort of the thing is I was definitely, I was trying to speak fast and just try to, you know, project a little bit. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I've been kind of fluctuating between uh, kind of, like I said, the Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen and then um, Jennifer Lawrence in that fourth Hunger Game movie uh, after she got choked out by PETA. And she's like, ah, like, you know, that whole thing. So yeah. I'm kind of going between those two areas and yeah. uh, it's been a struggle. But I'm very glad with with that time. Yeah, it was it was absolutely epic. So, anything else that's you guys out there? Uh, I hope you're enjoying this little uh, segment because it is it's, it's actually been quite eye opening as to the amount of stuff about MLS that I actually didn't know. Um, I mean, things like the salary stuff, the this U22 initiative. I didn't realize the intricacies of it all as well. I knew that it existed. I knew that it was there to promote young talent into the league, but about things like the fact that they need this the third dp part and all that jazz it's just like wow 
I really wouldn't want to be a general manager. So hats off to Lucy Rushton. Yeah, it was nice. You know, I, I have to say it was nice kind of breaking down into this very specific thing. And, you know, the, to a degree, you know, we could probably get a little deeper into GAM and TAM and, you know, kind of flesh those out a little bit. Because that's sort of the thing. If you remember from those show notes yeah. that I did about allocation money, it was like an entire page. Yeah. This one, you know, just about half a page here. So yeah, I mean, this is a nice, a nice little uh yeah. Nice little segment, this one. Um, it's good. So, on that, except it, for you guys out there, if there's anything you think you know, but you might actually want to know more, or if there's something you just generally want to understand that you don't know anything about, let us know. Um, we'll whack it in a list ready for MLS 101, and uh, we will get them sorted out. And uh, Professor Wise here will tell you all in five minutes. So, I mean, I've just seen a tweet come out from DC United, actually, as we've gone live. Um, speaking of the Toronto game, uh, if you there's an official wash party this weekend. Um, it seems nice. to be the kind of theme throughout the whole season. So, if you want to go and watch it with fellow fans, um, you don't watch it alongside us in the DC UK chat as well. Um, it's at uh, Mission Navy Yard. Uh, so, nice. if you want to... Get yourself there alongside fellow, fellow fans face-to-face. Uh, head down there and uh, join the watch party there. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not come and join us at DC UK? Just uh, head head over to dcnightykingdom.com forward slash membership. Go and do that. And watch you, watch you, we're doing these little, uh, little things here. Just remember to uh, give the, this episode a little like. And if you've never subscribed to the podcast or subscribed to the YouTube channel, can do that now as well. Why not? Um, right. So we have come up to fan question time. So mm-hmm. if you're watching live, do get them in now. We'll get them on the stream now. Otherwise, uh, save yourself for the next episode, which will be uh, same time next week, really. So next Thursday, uh, 10 p.m. UK time. It'll be 6 p.m. Eastern time until we go to daylight savings time and then we'll be back to normal again. So as you know. That's how things work. Uh, right. So, anyway, first question of the day is from DC UK member Quantico 2005. And he asked it on Twitter. Um, there was a little bit more to this, but I couldn't fit it all on the screen. Um, but he said, and this literally goes on about with the points you were making earlier on do we hit the panic button if we don't get a result in Toronto um, he has gone on to say that it's not saying for the season but going forward after two smashing grabs against inferior competition no disrespect to Cincinnati and uh, Carolina yeah Charlotte North Carolina uh, fair point yeah yeah um, can we really judge DC's potential <laughs> I think that depends on the result. <laughs> well, yeah, it does, doesn't it, really? Um, if look, we I scrape mean, a win, then... I would even say, well, gosh, I don't know. Like, even even if scraping out the win, that's fine. A tie? Uh, mm. um, but I think me. a loss, I think, like, if DC loses by multiple goals, then yes. Questions have to be asked sure, because time. Because something, something is terribly wrong um 
so yeah you know i look uh best case scenario you know my prediction becomes true or yours does too and, and you know that that's uh i think to a degree that would surpass my expectations i think i'm going a little bit uh <laughs> crazy with my prediction um but i th- i want this team to kind of respond with this game and yeah. get get points uh and get goals um but yeah no uh i think depending on what happens even even if it's just a scrape by one nil type of affair uh or even like a one two something like that uh I still don't think it's time. It's time to uh, hit the panic button, but yeah, anything less than that, then yeah, Yeah. there's issues that need to be explored here. Yeah. There's the not hitting it, but just hovering over it ever so slightly. No, we're not, we're not pushing that button in yet. And then judging the potential, um, I mean, it's so early on in the season, Mm-hmm. you can't really judge it just yet you've got to get yourself to may june time before you can really start judging where you're going to end up and then even then we look at i mean i think i saw it mentioned a little while ago you look at our season in 2018 mm-hmm. and before wayne rooney arrived we were bottom of the eastern yes then wayne rooney arrived and then we just suddenly just kicked off and we we got we it wasn't a, exactly the a, a scrape of getting into the blobs. We we got in there quite nicely. Yeah. Um so it's kind of you could completely do a Cincinnati in the first half of the season and still get into the playoffs quite nicely. It's all about and I've said it before, it's all about that run into the season. So we can't really judge the potential until mid season. Mm-hmm. That's when you can start thinking actually we've had a good start to the season we can kick yeah. on and really cement the place in the playoffs or you get to mid-season things are looking, looking a bit shaky but you might get a couple of wins on the bounce and then you that's when you think right okay we're gonna go and do something so for me it's this early on there's no panic button there's no need to we can't really judge potential because there's still transfer windows to go as well yeah that's when we can start thinking about that kind of question so I hope that answers the question um, let's move on to the next one which is from 703 resale guy on Insta um, when I first saw this name um, and it first started following me I thought scam <laughs> I mean it, it's it's to me it sounds like someone who would scam but you know he's an actual legit dude and yeah. fair play um, but is starting Kamara our best option yeah um, now for this moment in time yes <laughs> you know and, and i would say um i you know i he's he's got to take his shots and he's got to he's got to you know kind of believe in himself a little bit like yeah the, no the chicago game was kind of wild watching um because he i mean he was there it just yeah i don't know just a bad game but um no i think uh, he put himself in positions uh, to score. It's just, you know, for one reason or another, it just didn't happen. Um, but no, I, I think he is the guy. He's he's the talisman at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope he does have, like I said, if he gets a brace, I think it's deserved. I think he's playing uh, just really good football right now. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Estrada just needs blooding in a little bit. Yep. Um, 
just keep him coming in off the bench. That'd be absolutely fine. Um, just to give him some a little bit of game time, just to get time to get used to the style of play. Yes, he started the first two games of the season and he scored a brace on his debut. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't just keep throwing him in the deep end straight away. So, yeah, yeah Kamara is currently the best option, really. Um, and that is that one. Next up is another DC UK member, MC Alan Forber FC. Um, he is a chap from over here. Uh, he's a Man City fan. For uh, you know, someone asked him, um, and I love this initial comment. As Man United, uh, hilariously bad, which they are. They will probably have a fire sale at the end of the season. Who would be a good realistic signing for DC? Mata, Mitic, or Jesse Lingard? Of those three, I want to say Lingard is probably yeah. the the one. Um, you know, uh, between yeah, Ma- yeah, it's just- Mata and Matic scream retirement league. They're, they're, yes, they're absolutely. Yeah. Jesse Lingard. Um, and that, that is not that is not a Rooney coming into town type of no. situation. And that's the funny thing is like a lot of people saw the Rooney and, and kind of going back. People were hitting the panic button when DC was going after Rooney. They were like, "What are they doing? We yeah. need to go out. We need to go after these young South Americans. We need Argentinians. We need Colombia. We, we got blah, blah. and like people were going nuts about that. But he came in and just absolutely lit it up. Um, but yeah. Uh, Lingard is about the only person I think has kind of the wheels and I would say uh, drive to to do something for DC, uh, if that even is in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's he's going to have many suitors after him in the summer. Yeah. He's not, his contract runs out. So, I mean, we could be doing the talks right now for all we know. But, um, I mean, he's 29 years old. That's not bad. It's I it's still, good age. It's prime yeah. time. Um, I mean, everyone thinks he's like seventeen still because he's got that uh, you, those youthful looks, and everyone thinks yeah. he's a wonder kid still because he acts like a seventeen year old. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, he's he's twenty nine, so he is in his prime. Um, but yeah, I mean, West Ham would snap him up in an instant for sure if they can if they can pull it off. That's that's where I would see him ended up in the summer. Not DC. Yeah. It's unfortunately, it's too much of a step down, especially at his age. He's yeah. not going to want to do that. He's, he's still got hopes of making the England squads. Yeah. And this is no disrespect to a major league soccer, but. There, the, I would say MLS is still a good, like, probably 10 years off before, you know, it even becomes a consideration. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, we, yeah, could, so. we could get a very late, late Paul Pogba. We're not Paul Pogba. I I still have Manchester on the brain, but you know, like a, a late stage Mbappe. I'm I'm waiting for the like 2028. Oh, bring, bring us kill. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I would I would have a I would have a 73-year-old Erling Haaland at the club. Oh my god, he's insane. He would still kill it. I love it. <laughs> so there you go Jesse Lingard out of those three would be the choice but yeah it's never going to happen which leads us on to our last question which kind of 
wraps up where we started off with the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyond the Buzzer, so Frank, uh, again, another DC UK member, um, hit us up on Instagram um, asking, when will we bring back Durkin? Well, May 4th, that's about, <laughs> or July, you know, uh, that's, that might be a little more realistic. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah. you know, one of those things. But yeah, no. Uh, like I said, you know, I would be very excited to have that happen and for him to come back home and, you know, cause he's, he's a local boy. Uh, I think yeah. yeah, he grew up in Richmond and, uh, you know, uh, has, has deep ties with the club. So yeah. Homegrown. Yeah, no, he's, he's great. I would love to have him. So yeah. whether that's sooner or later, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly plugs the gap in, in the roster right now. I am yeah. in the squad. We need, we need a central midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, and as you rightly said, he's a local lad. He knows the club inside and out. He knows mm. what the fans are and, and how passionate everyone is. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, and you're right, homegrown. So why not? Yeah. Um, I would love to see him arrive in April, I think. That would be epic. But yeah. because their season doesn't end until May time, yeah. it's probably going to be close to the end of the se- their season rather than anything else because... Uh, to be honest, I don't even know how they're how they're doing in their league. Uh, let me just send Trimadan. Let's have a look at them right now. Uh, table, table, table. Where is it? Uh, fixture league table. There we go. Right here we go. So they're currently oh, starting fifteenth. No, oh, yeah, no. Oh, why not then? That's. Um, uh, do they have what's their relegation thing I don't know what their how their promotion relegations work I know it's obviously the top league but what what is it 15 out of how many teams 18 yeah they're probably they're probably on that edge you know it's probably that uh, eh, it might be 16, 17, 18 you know so they're about probably a spot away from that relegation zone that was the last season okay Uh, oh so this season uh, they're currently in 10th. Oh, so okay. There's three games left, actually. Wow. Um, so, and their relegation is 18th, 17th and 18th, but okay. the 17th place goes into a playoff for relegation. Yeah. Um, so they've got nine points up for grabs, which could mean they go into the playoff two. Gotcha. I don't know what that means. Um, is it? Oh, yeah. is it sort of like a, you know, how Mexico does it with their uh, Apertura the and Clausura? Oh. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. That I, yeah. I'd believe it. Yeah. So they could still, they could still make it into there. Um, I think we'll know closer to, uh, let me just have a look at their fixtures. Um, go back a couple. Fixtures by date. And so, look, so they've got uh, Lasada's old club, yeah. Scott, uh, up next uh, this weekend. Well, and what there? I think what the the assistant re- or assistant uh, coach under Lasada, he also uh, was in Belgium. So he was, yeah. They're they're both familiar with Durkin. Yeah, uh, Zulta Vargam on second of April, followed by Standard Liège on the tenth of April. Yeah, those are those are big games. They're very big games. I, was, I know Zulta Vargam because uh, a former Barrow player, 
Burrow player went over there. Let me just go back to the table. Let's just have a look. Zultavar again. Well, I mean, uh, Burst got a currently bottom of the table. So, and they're what? I mean, they're relegated. They're, they're, they're down. So, Zultavar yeah. uh, again down there. And who was the other one? Standard Liège. Mm, to be fair. For the other two teams, Liège and Vargem, they're dead rubber games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we'll know more in the next few weeks when Durkin will come and join us. Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah, that brings us to a uh, an end to the show. So, we're not quite over. No, no, we're we're only an hour and sixteen in. We've done well. Yeah, and to be fair, we had a minute of. I'm in, I'm impressed with how well I've been. Able, my voice has been able to. Yeah, keep up. You've done well. This. You've done well. Thank have you. A quick, quick drink of. Uh, have a quick cheers. 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 And uh, on that note, uh, Daniel, where can the good folks out there find you on the good old social media platforms? Uh, oh, are we still? Are we still? Oh, good. Yes, DC. Who? Yeah, yes. I was going to say. Thank uh, you for reminding me. Right. For okay. Sure. That's. Throw. We we go from spoiling DC Who last week to almost forgetting about it this week. <laughs> right. So there he is. He's up on screen. Uh, so this guy, as mentioned before, he was born in Kettering, Ohio. He stands at five foot eight. He's a forward stroke winger. Uh, started his college career off at Dayton Flyers, um, and then his senior career at Chicago Fire uh, before moving to Denmark. Uh, playing for AAB or Alberg, same team as uh, Eddie Flores played for, before moving back to Chicago Fire and then joining DC United in 2014, making 61 appearances and scoring 16 goals. He was uh, voted Team MVP in 2015 and he made 10 senior national team appearances. Who is he? Oh, this is completely wrong, but like I'm, I'm trying to think of national team players who have played for DC United who aren't uh, Paul Ariel. <laughs> um, God, no, he was a defender though. What? The only names that they name that's coming to me right now is Bobby Boswell, but I know that's yeah. wrong. Yeah, no. it's definitely not Bobby Boswell. He no. was definitely not a forward or a winger. Yeah, no, no, no. <sighs> Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta look, I gotta, I've been trying to research this. I've been, you know, each week I've been, I, I, I have your list. Yes. I found your Wikipedia yeah. list and I'm, I'm trying to, to, especially, especially with a lot of these older names, like I'm trying to yeah. see if I can get these early clues, but like, yeah, no, uh, I, I've given two names and I I can't give any more. No. So uh, for the first time, we're going to reveal it on screen. I forgot to I could do it right. So this player is Chris Rolf. Chris Rolf. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the legend, Chris Rolf. What a player he was. That's excellent. Yeah. Using him on football manager and everything. It's just like, yes. Great. Always consistent. Yeah. We never put a we never put a foot wrong, really. So there you go. That is your guest DC Who for this week. Good old Chris Rolf. There you go. Very nice. Right. Now we can wrap things up. <laughs> 
We didn't. I didn't spoil it, but I nearly forgot it. Um, so yeah, so Daniel, where can the good old folks out there find you on your social media platforms? Yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Professor DC UK. Uh, yeah, no, like I always say, like, uh, you know, one of my favorite things is just getting in on the uh, SG chat. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny because like on uh, home days, every you know, majority of the members uh, are sort of they're at the game. And so, uh, no, lo- love getting um, kind of more of the uh, international crowd in there. Um just to kind of talk about the game, especially it was a late game and I, I totally get it. It was, that was a late one, but um, no. Yeah. When those home games happen, uh, being that I live in South Dakota, I'm always in there. So, you know, yeah. uh, it should be really fun this weekend since it's in Toronto. Uh, everyone should be pretty much in there and it's going to be a good time. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's like, as you rightly say, it's, at the at such a great time so everyone should be around if you want to come and yeah. join us do head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership it's completely free to do so but if you want to support the show there is a paid tier which also gains you an exclusive t-shirt um yeah so go for that um but yeah it's fantastic it will be absolutely popping this weekend i hope so i want to see lots of pictures with uh people with their drinks out ready yeah. in front of the tv monitor let's get all that going this weekend because you know seeing things like that just it just warms the heart and if you are an international um supporter of dc night and you're not with us that's even more reason to come and join us this weekend um it is a private chat group over on twitter um if you're not used to it I do go and sign up even if it is just for that and that alone you're more than welcome absolutely yeah and and if people find themselves at a navy yard and at the uh watch party yeah definitely send some pictures of that That, those those are always fun like i yeah those watch parties are great yeah absolutely so that basically wraps us up for this week um which means there's two things left to do yeah one of them is to play the outro with that lovely awesome riff um but firstly we need to say, until next time, Vamos United. Vamos United. The uh, oh. uh, the District Ultras uh, uh, oh, yes. auction ends Saturday. There you go. Go bet on some swag. Support uh, Special Olympics and the Maryland Polar Bear Plunge. It's good stuff. There you go. Adios. Adios.